come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> we hear you looking for Candyman, bitch. This is the Saturday Holy Night shit. Freak Show. <laughs> that was threatening. And these are the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast regulars. That was a short uh, startup. Uh, Travis. <laughs> Sean. And I'm Colin. Caught us off guard. Holy shit. Every yeah. Saturday night, the Freak Show happens I was right waiting here. for that show. <laughs> On an actual Saturday night. Holy shit. That's Wait, right. Oh, hey, 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 don't ruin the myth. Put the curtain, uh, back. Put the curtain back. And uh, as always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and more. Please give us a like or a star rating uh, if you like what you hear here, or drop us a comment. If you mention anything on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show, or on Twitter, at Sat Freak Show, we'll read your comments on the air later on when we summon Igor to bring us the mailbag. Uh, so tonight, Sean brought us a movie. What did we watch tonight, Sean? Excuse me. We watched Candyman. From the year. 1992. Directed by. Uh, I keep wanting to say Barbara Rose. It's Bernard Rose. Or based, it could be Bernard. Bernard. It could be Bernard. <laughs> uh, based on a short story by Clive Barker. Yes. Or at least a story by Clive Barker. Called the Forbidden. It was in one of the books of blood, which were published here in America under the titles. I got in, in the flesh. Yep. No. In the flesh. Yeah, was in one the of flesh. Them. First one was just called Books of Blood, right? Or a Book of Blood. Oh, and there was <laughs> Cabal. Cabal was a Book of Blood. I think so because it had there was like four short stories and then the longer one, Cabal, which was Nightbreed. Night oh, that's what Night it was. Breed. That's where. Yeah. <clears throat> God, yeah, I can't remember the the Inhuman Condition. The Inhuman Condition in the Flesh. I don't Can't remember which the one The Forbidden is in, but I've read it. Yeah? I've not. I couldn't yeah. find it. The Forbidden <laughs> takes place in an English ghetto where there is a university By student Jove. who's doing a research on um, urban myth about the Candyman. Yeah, the Candyman in the story, if I remember correctly, the image that I had in my head was that he had patchwork, bright-colored pajama pants. He wore a top hat, maybe, had long blonde hair, and was really pale. And he had a hook for a hand. Mm. So quite a difference from Tony Todd. Yes. So that's I guess, brings us to the movie. The movie, which I call the dangerous minds of horror. (laughs) It's the... White lady goes to the ghetto and apologizes for like how white people for are racism. We're the, we don't hate you all. Like she's just so apologetic to it. It's like I mean, it's not so like the movie doesn't like the, shove it down your throat, right, but it's, it's definitely there. there. It's fucking but totally there. There are some. Uh, they do go over a few racial issues. But, well, yeah, uh, because yeah. Again, they relocated sure the story to Chicago, Cabrini Illinois. Greeny Green. One of the worst housing projects in human history. I think most dangerous. Worst, I would say so, Most yeah. dangerous were most dangerous. Of yeah. One of them. It developed a reputation, uh, to say the least, <clears throat> since torn down uh, throughout the aughts. I believe they yeah, tore all that down. Yeah, there anymore. It was that bad. Gang, gang control. And then they sent everybody here. Yeah. So the question is, uh, like, okay, Sir Bernard Rose, we know yes. him from movies such as? You tell me. Well, anybody see a movie called Paper House? Nope. nope. 
Okay, that was he did that before this. Anybody see Chicago Joe and the Showgirl? No, Immortal, Immortal Beloved. I don't Gary know Oldman? Bernard Rose. No, you do. I'm getting <laughs> <laughs> he he also, starts obscure. He he'll get to something we know. Yeah, he also did. Uh, oh no, he didn't do. He did nope. the. He did a version of Frankenstein that's out in theaters and recently, or direct a video. He did something called right. SX Tape. Is oh, it found dude. footage or? Okay. I don't know Bernard Rose. All right, then. I'm just going to tell you. He's just kind of gone and no waddled off into uh, obscurity, then. Apparently. From Immortal Beloved. And, the you know, Devil's you know. Violinist. No. Well, I can kind of see why. Yeah. But this guy, so he, well, he wrote and directed uh, Candyman, so he's responsible for the inspiration, I think, to relocate it to a Chicago ghetto. Yes. Which is interesting because he uses a lot of real life Cabrini Green mythology and incorporated it into the story. This is like yeah, the thing that which like works. It makes the Very much. the story of the Forbidden, you know, take on like this, uh, you know, um, cinematic life. You know, I mean, it gives the story like an extra layer of yeah interest. Because what? considering they shot in Cabrini Green and used used a bunch of gang members, like they had to negotiate with the gang members to shoot in Cabrini Green uh, for, like, to guarantee their safety on set. Dude, like, you gotta put us in the movie, too. Do I hear when paramedics go to Cabrini, or used to go to Cabrini Green, the gang members would always have to bring down the victims. The the uh, paramedics were never allowed in Cabrini Green. Like, they could park there, and then they would get victims brought to, I mean, it's that kind of fucking place Oof. that, you know, crime rules supreme, you know, yeah, like yeah. governments can't fucking even do anything about it except for tear it down and send them like, you know, disperse the people. That's yeah. like all yes. they can do. It has to be like uh, a military operation to actually go in yeah. there and do a sweep. You got to go in force, you know, which that a scene like that is alluded to in the movie, but we don't True. actually yeah. get they to said, see it. Yeah, they swept from top to bottom. That so this is me. about a white. Uh, a white, um, she's a, a university woman. student, right? She's like, University uh, of Illinois graduate student. They said, yeah, yeah working, working on she's definitely older. Like, working on her thesis. Jesus, don't her, have a job. Hmm. Helen, Helen, Lyle. Helen, Helen, Lyle. Helen, and her Played friend Virginia Madsen, Virginia Madsen, who we know from a good-looking Virginia Madsen. I don't know Virginia Madsen. Highlander Two: The Quickening. No one saw. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was there opening <laughs> fucking night. I loved Highlander. I bet you were. You do. You have a thing for Highlander. I hated I The Quickening. That. It was one of the worst pieces of shit. <laughs> oh, uh, man. She's also been in Sideways, a movie that was nominated for an Academy Award. She was in A Haunting in Connecticut. The number twenty-three. The number twenty-three. Yeah, yeah she's been in. Uh, oh, Things. The Prophecy. You remember with I Christopher so. Walken? Yeah, she's Wasn't in she that. in uh, Wow TV show? Lots of them. Lots of TV shows. Yeah. A bunch of stuff. So she's a graduate student working on her thesis. Her thesis is about modern mythology, and like urban, uh, legends. urban legends. Yeah, which is an interesting uh, take, I guess. You know, subject for a horror movie, right? You know, the well, idea that like you have these kind of because they use the example of the alligator in the sewers. You know, like right. her, her husband teaches a, a class on on this also, but the idea that you have like these kind of folklore. A, mm. I mean, it's kind of like we did this later with the ring, right? The idea of the story that would kind of it's like a viral, yeah, kind of goes from person to person and takes on it's a like, life. Yeah, my brother, own. my brother's roommate, he knows her and everything. Yeah. yeah, everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows the person it actually happened to. Right, urban legends. Yeah, which none of them turn out to be not really necessarily. I mean, there true, may be like but... a seed of something that like blossomed into this complete myth that. Has grown over time. 
but Candyman. Well, according to oh, I forgot the actor who plays him. The very, uh, the very uh, British. The professor. The professor. The long-haired professor. Yeah. Later in the movie, kind of gives the whole history of Candyman. Um, and this is that history is unique to the movie. Also, it's not in the. Well, the short story. Right. It was good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Clive Barker is the executive producer on this. So, yes. I'm, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a hand in some of the, you know. Especially stuff like that story. Scene, like that story. Like, just kind of story elements. I'm sure he would have talked to Bernard. Bernard. <laughs> We're saying Br- Bernard is British, yeah, oh, yes, right? Bernard. I don't know. Is he, is <laughs> he, he, is. he a British Bernard guy? Then he, if he's British, Paper it's House definitely Bernard. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't even, I won't even guess. <laughs> Bernard now. Herman. Bernard. Or, uh, sorry, Rose. Bernard Rose. Bernard. Yeah. Oh, yes, Bernard. I have an idea. Come here. Well, Clive Barker. Now, is it good? Had... By Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he had a couple of his stories <laughs> adapted uh, prior to this. That I think like he disowned them. They were so bad. Uh, transmutations? Anyone? This is Clive or Bernard? Uh, Clive Barker and Rawhead Rex. Rawhead he Rex. Was, he was extremely disappointed uh, with both of those. I, but I used to love time? Rawhead Rex, though. Like, growing up, like Rawhead Rex always captured my imagination. Have you I've read seen the story? I have I've read the story. I love the story. Me. They look horrifying. I was just telling... Uh, I was actually just mentioning to Colin a few minutes ago that I recently just bought... Hellboy meets Rawhead Rex. <laughs> really? Yeah, dude. I haven't read it yet. But. So they're bringing him back. Yeah. Well, the design of the creature in the movie is kind of cool. I mean, stiffly animatronic. Right. But. I think Clive Barker <laughs> just comes up with good monsters. The guy knows a good monster. He knows how to write these like weird demons. Well, especially because I think he is kind of a... Uh, how do I say it? A sexual... like miscreant like i think i like clive barker's uh i like clive barker's storytelling but man i think that fucking guy is revealing shit about himself when he writes about pinhead and rawhead rex and it's always it's always going to be extremely sexual and very anti-religious and by god if he doesn't mix the two at some point you know it's just very like jesus christ man like the way we're afraid to use the word deviant anymore right. but that it just means, means a deviation from like what well, is but he is a deviant exactly. wasn't he charged with giving his boyfriend hiv like knowingly i mean didn't this just happen a few months ago yeah, I remember. The I've never seen an interview with Clyde him. Barker where he doesn't have a fucking statue of a dick around him yeah. it's like why do you got to be oh, like i get it if you like I, get, I don't I like care. Dicks. I don't care I like if you. Uh, I like the dicks. I don't care who you fuck. I'm just saying. At some point, if you have to be surrounded by dicks, it's like you might be a pervert. You just might be a little like I'm an artist. I need to surround myself with beautiful things. What like dicks? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but that's beside the point. I think that's what. But I think that's what helps us writing, right? I want my demons and shit to be like. Sure. Oh, you know, I want demons to break the boundary. I want them to be like, Jesus Christ, this turns my stomach reading. Like, I feel like I should put it down. Like, yeah, I just remember a scene from Rawhead Rex where, like, the thing has to pee on this priest that's been converted. And that was like, he baptizes what? him in yeah. piss. <laughs> baptizes him in piss. piss Only dude. Clive Barker would oh, think that. In the, been in doing the, this in, for three years. Dude, in the this short, he's not made it. <laughs> in the short story, uh, after he. Uh, he like he kills the other priest in the we're gonna stop talking about Rawhead Rex in a second. <laughs> but he after he kills or he goes to kill the main priest in the church and then I don't know, I think it after he kills the priest, he looks at a image of a crucified Jesus and masturbates. It's just like <laughs> oh my god, Clyde Barker, like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like this fucking guy. 
So I hope it's like five minutes long, and it's just like. Well, that's why it's like his characters are always so like. Ugh. <laughs> Even this movie, there's like a sexual tone to Candyman, right? Being yeah. my victim. Yeah, there's a very like. Oh man, if you succumb to me, like it's always about giving into power or something. Yeah. Well, he's tempting her, right, or seducing her. I suppose trying in to, some yes. way he's trying to seduce this woman to be his victim, which is like weird, right? Yeah. It was always <laughs> you, Helen. Yeah. You, you know, you kind of you have to want to die with yes. Candyman, and he's going to do everything <laughs> in his power to make you want to die because she doesn't believe in Candyman. That's her yeah. whole point, right? Is mm-hmm. is we have these urban legends. She uh, wants to break it down. Cabrini Green uh, has a famous story about some woman that just died through Candyman uh, coming through her mirror. Jean, yeah. And she figures out that, and this is actually kind of based on a true crime incident of Cabrini Green about how the apartments are connected through the medicine cabinet. If you knock one out, you can get into the other apartments. So yeah. people were breaking into right. people's apartments. That so I thing. thought that was really cool. They used that for this girl X. Well, cause we didn't mention that Candyman's is kind of a bloody Mary. It's a, Basically, you yeah. say Candyman five times and then he peers before you if breathing down your neck yeah. or whatever, <clears throat> which was a really weird, uh, backflash scene. Like when we go into the girl's story at the very beginning. Yeah. And, and Ted Raimi's there. Ted Raimi's there. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a greaser, like right. bad boy, Leather but it's like jacket. clearly still the '90s or something like that. <laughs> like, it's a very weird tone. Well, we know he's a bad boy because he wears a leather jacket yeah. Maybe and those drinks are, a beer. But that's where the time where they were like wore leather jackets as like suit coats and shit. Actually, you know what? Time. You know that's what? You wear time. like a tie on, right? Yeah, yeah, a tie, a shirt, yeah, but a yeah. leather fucking dress coat. I actually just figured this out, and this is why this director's like kind of good, but like, oh, dude, you miss people on this. He's trying to give people the, I guess, the version they're seeing, like this character, Helen, right? Mm. She's hearing this story, so she's imagining this 50s greaser boy coming over to the babysitter, the da da da. Because then later, when she goes to Caprini Green, there's a boy telling her about. A handicapped kid that goes, and she's imagining the seventies. And we learn later in the movie that that is something that happened recently. The murder, yeah, the, the murder, because because she actually finds like once she finds that, oh yeah, people come through the window or the window come through the medicine cabinet and they blame it on Candyman. They find that oh, there is actually some dude on the block posing yeah. as Candyman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that's that's where that oh I like that that line. You, you looking, looking for Candyman, candy bitch? The lineup where they all say, "I hear you looking for Candyman, bitch." Yeah, I hear well, you looking for Candyman, bitch. So this is like the, <laughs> yeah. the moment. This time around, watching the movie, I became more aware of it. It's like she doesn't believe in the Candyman. She says Candyman five times in a mirror, like fairly early on in the movie. Yes. And then there's and then she. I think they go to Cabrini Green after that. No, that's when they get back, right? No, yeah, they go after that, and she's yeah. like, look, this is the cabinet, you know. Yeah, because she does her research on that, her building. That's when she's was, showing her friend. Right, right. she's Bernadette. doing the research. The building was actually built as a project, so she's showing her, like, the cinder blocks all covered in plaster, and, like, there's only this, there's only the medicine cabinets between the two apartments and everything. But yeah. then they go to Cabrini Green to actually check out the right. real Cause the, yeah. the real the deal. So there, and at no point in this does Candyman actually show up. No. Maybe we're waiting for him to show up so that misdirection of like when the guy in the black coat steps into the frame and the little kid turns around like Candyman. Candyman. You know, we're supposed That's to take a cool that scene, is like him that. Right. Like yeah. That, yeah, it's setting it that up to scary. like give us that and then we're after that whole event is over. 
that's like the first like. And it half gives you that scary like they go to the bathroom and like Candyman's in there. <laughs> like yeah. it's like Ugh. yeah, in the world's worst fucking toilet. It's, it may be thing... next to the toilet and train spotting, like the grimiest fucking public toilet. Grimy <laughs> is a great word to describe. Like I can almost grimy. covered in shit. Is I a can great almost way to smell this movie. Just, yeah, dude, that scene's always made me sick. That like oh that scene like just or when they're just when they first enter Cabrini Green and they're just walking up the stairs. Yeah, you smell that? I can I can almost yeah because I. What does it smell like? Urine it just, crack? It does. It just, it's got that. It smells like urine that's, crack. Like, that's the shit that, like, scares me. Like, being in areas like urban that. Area. <laughs> urban area. Yeah, urban development scares me. What are you me doing here? <laughs> Nothing. We're just leaving. <laughs> oh, God, it does. But no. That's why. Just uh, because of the dinginess? It's just, like, yeah. Because, it's not like, our I, place. <laughs> no. It's, we're, it's, of a, we're of a pale uh, persuasion. We don't belong there. We're not. No, uh, but, yeah. The, the, I like we have privilege, they say. Dingy. Like the when she goes, the toilets especially bother me because like uh, that, just that whole thing. Oh no, dude, written no. shit. I like sweets to oh. the sweet to the written sweets. Shit on the wall. <laughs> no, oh yeah, I'll keep you out of there though. If that's your headquarter, like I know how to keep them. Out. That's like a, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's better than a fucking bat hound or like a force field. Be like right shit, right with shit on the wall. People stay mm. out. Good idea. Well, oh, she gets no. assaulted in this in this bathroom by this guy who's been calling himself the Candyman, but he ends up being like the he's a he was running he's or thug. He, yeah, but he was the leader of the Overlords yeah, gang yeah, or something yeah. like that. And so it's somewhere around here at this point in the movie where you know she's talking to the she's been assaulted. She goes to the police station. She has this guy arrested, mm-hmm. and she's talking to this little kid. And the little kid believes in Candyman because Candyman's just this you know legend that they've been telling around Cabrini Green and all mm-hmm. over the place to keep people in line, basically. Yep. But she's telling the kid, like, Candyman isn't real. This bad guy took his name and, you Kinda know... Kind of reproduced the murders. Yeah. And to me, that was the moment that actually... That's that what sealed it. her, you know, her... And then after that, you're going to meet the yeah, Candyman. Yeah, because the kid's like, Candyman isn't real? Because she's uh-huh. like... This is probably, like, the most she's ever investigated in actual folklore or something. Because, I mean, she right. don't even know the legend, really. No. That's... You know, she but has that professor guy but who basically fills yeah. her in. Right, but she's breaking it down. Like, she's, the mystique around it is going away. Like, right. her telling the kid and the kid well, believing it because that he's not it there. only does exist in Cabrini Green. Like, in the story, he mm. dies on Cabrini, right. on the and land. It's a legend, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it is supposed to be, it's not like, it's not supposed to be some worldwide. No. Um, folklore in or something. It just is a co- and okay, maybe it's uh, inappropriate. Farewell to the flesh, or Day of the Dead. Which uh, of. The farewell to the flesh. Cat. Don't they end up like tracking this back to like like I remember for some, before watching this again tonight, Louisiana, it's or something like yeah, it's like New Orleans or something. It's they New got Orleans, there. I believe. No, it's like that's where it actually Nolans. happened, and I'm like. I thought the legend in the first movie, you know, when we're watching, yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, this he is... dies on Cabrini Green. And they scatter his ashes over... Oh, on Cabrini Green. Oh, no, Cabrini yeah, Green. they change it to the sequels, because they, I mean... They were going to film in New Orleans, so... Well, yeah, <laughs> like, right. it's like, what's cheaper in uh, New Orleans? Yeah, let's change it a little we're bit. We're not but going no. to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they end up, like, going, like, flashbacks in history. Like, I think they I still go they back do, they to do the, that like, slave era, and they show him getting his... And saw yeah, off in New Orleans, in New Orleans. or like I on a plantation, like or yeah, something. which like is that, weird because yeah. in this it says it's 1890. He was the son of a like a of a inventor who made like yeah. mass produce like a, a mass producing shoe. Who, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And so he was mass a painter, shoes. and he was hired to paint the 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 virgin the uh, like <laughs> yeah. the virginal beauty of, yeah. of some guy's daughter. Yeah, yeah. They and fell in love, and that she course, got pregnant, and. Uh, 
They cut off his hand and spread him with honey. <laughs> so the bees would <laughs> sting him to death, to death. Which is cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's a good reason why his name was Candyman. Why was his name Candyman in the in the story of The Forbidden? I think he actually had, I mean, like, he's, I think she, at one point she says he smelled like candy or something like that. She gets an odor of, like, Weird. cotton candy or something mm-hmm. off of the guy. But I think the sweets to the sweet and the fact that there were razor blade chocolates, yeah. I think, is also in the story. But I could be. Mixing yeah. those two things up. I'm not sure. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, because you're like, well, he should have candy, bags of candy. But then the guy does it. It's like, what? So he's a slave who's got his hand cut off and has a hook. Just honey, man. Um, Just covered in honey. So <laughs> That's it. Just honey. this movie, at this point, suddenly takes a turn. Like when the candy man actually appears, mm. which is a kind of a cool scene because of what they do with his Very voice. Cool scene. Oh, yeah. He's got a voice that's like omnipresent oh, or something. Yeah, I think every bad guy should sound like that in every movie. <laughs> every movie, it's just that. Yeah, what was like it's the like first thing the he speakers? said? Yeah, and then they tell me blah 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 blah. Oh, at the beginning. Oh yeah, he yeah. does a narration at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. oh, awesome. I don't know what he says. <laughs> I just remember it ended with "I'll split you from your groin to your gullet." Yeah, that's, uh, Clive Barker's flowery. Pros of how to oh, murder just people. like be my victim, you know, it's just like Jesus, my victim. yeah. But she sees the candy man in a, in a parking garage, and then it starts like, like getting woozy all of yeah. a sudden, gets a, a barn door does, light situation like on the, her eyes, film noir, like, <laughs> yeah, lighting. I was telling Travis while we were watching this. it, there, uh, I had an anecdote from uh, the. Bernard Rose Bernard. Bernard. apparently used uh, or had like a hypnotist come in and they hypnotized Virginia Madison for some of those scenes. So weird. Yeah. Why would you do that? Uh, just to give the uh, effect. Just to get that. But then in the like, say these lines. She's got the I line don't know. 500 yard stare. Have to go. She does. She's yeah. very out of it in those scenes. She's right? very it's good cool. in this movie. You she's know, very like, good in this movie. Yeah. yeah. I'm like she's. I a, like her hair, but that's seems, not you know here. That's here. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she seems like a an actress who is like better than this material or this type of movie usually. Mm-hmm. So like to have her in it, it's almost the Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs kind of thing, where you're like, well, they got Virginia Madsen for this. I mean, I know I previously. Is. Well, and I'm there's thinking, a connection between the two as well. Well, I'm thinking the reason she did this is because, well, like after they caught the candy man, that's where like the main line to me where it's like, oh, here we go, where she says, "Man, imagine how like cops never go there. Then when I, a white woman, was attacked, they come. Oh, feel so bad. I'm like, oh Jesus. I guess we should all just feel so bad. Us horrible white people that." That, you know, I mean, well, yeah, but you know, it's just one of those like, this is why I'm like, this is the dangerous minds of, of, of horror movie. The nineties It's the white person goes into the urban environment to like, see, I'm one of you too, or whatever. You, you know? know what else makes this a nineties movie? The smoking. Oh, like, well, dude, every, every second they're putting a cigarette. They're smoking. Are, you, are you disturbed that your wife just murdered her best friend in your living room? Sit on the couch and smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how you show it. Well, that's, he was very teary. Yeah, well, I mean, but that goes to what happens in this. You know, it's like reality seems to shift and yeah. we huh? become aware <laughs> that this movie is a subjective viewing experience. We're seeing everything from the mind of Helen Lyle. Right. Is this how glimpses. you took this? Well, yeah, no. you, you get a few you get a few glimpses like from like the outside perspective of it to like show that like you look fucking crazy 
It's the out. I would say it's the outside perspective. She just looks crazy to us because well, Candyman tells her that like, well, I mean, oh, people don't believe in me. All from her point of view, you know what I mean? I think we so. never yeah. see what actually happens in some of these yeah. scenes. Well, because, that's what I'm saying. We get that, but we don't, but we don't but have we her the, lost every, time every now and again. We don't ever have her lost time. Or That's what I'm that. saying. Yeah, so it's subjective we to just, her point of view, not objective like the, right. you know, this we don't is see what that actually happened. Passing, like, like, say, in the scene in the, uh, I mean, the one that, like, yeah, that really okay, I guess, tweaks yeah. with my head is the scene where she's seeing the doctor. And yeah, she that's summons what I'm Candyman. He Candyman shows up, cuts the guy up the back, yeah. then frees her from her restraints because she's tied down in the she's in, in an institution chair. at that point. Well, and then goes out the window, and it's like, well, what is the objective version of what happened there in reality? Right? Does the window just break? How did she get out well, of the restraints? Well, how did she get out of the restraints? Well, she like, does crawl out the window. That's why, I yeah, like, she has to get out of the restraints to kill the guy to go out the window. If right. if she, this is all in her head, she's possessed by the or she sees a Candyman. That doesn't exist because I guess that's what I'm saying with the movie. At this point, it becomes a psychological. Is she doing it? Like, thriller. Yeah. Like we were never looked because the only time we get to see the other perspective of it is when Candyman is not doing anything. Like it's the scene where he's floating over her in the bed and then goes under the. Well, I want to talk under about the bed. We're just there's nothing like he's not doing anything in that scene where we can be like somebody else is doing this. Right. Like th- they can all still be looked at as in her head. I think it's important to talk about. uh Candyman's motive before we talk about any of this Candyman in that parking garage scene where he first shows up tells yeah. her like you don't believe in me you've shaken the foundation that all these people my followers have, you know so we need to like start building the story again I need to like you know innocents are gonna die and but then he starts for some reason wants her to be part of it like that's where I don't I just don't well we'd find this out later I guess like, but, yeah, it's like, why does Candyman give a fuck if she joins with him to be part of the, the urban legend and all this shit? So, basically, so then she, like, pops up in this, she first wakes up in that apartment that was with uh, some woman that lived next door to the woman that was supposedly killed by, yeah. Yeah, the single mother. The single mother. There's a single mother, and her baby's dead, her dog's head is cut off, and the woman just wakes up in the bathroom with the door shut. That's what I'm like, what the... So she had to have done it. Candyman had to have possessed her or something, or... That's... You know? I mean, I don't... Yeah, I don't think you're ever gonna be like, ah, could she have done it? Like, could he have placed her there? Like, is she being possessed? Is she actually doing this stuff? Like... Yeah. I don't think there's a definitive answer. I think you can go either way on it. I mean, the other option is what? Candyman lays well, her out, really, brings her over there, kills the dog. Well, he steals the baby, which is what I yeah, think. Puts her, the baby. I don't think puts her in the bathroom, it's covers just the her with a bunch of blood, puts the, blood. Or she doesn't have the knife in her hand. In right. that yeah, just, she sees the... Which is, where did all that blood come from in the butt? Anyway, yeah, I, I mean, I'm thinking it's like enough. she actually did it under the guidance of Candyman, and whether he's real well, or not. Because she was hypnotized is, or whatever. Yeah. Or you could take it as I don't know. she's been so affected by researching Candyman that she lost her mind. Lost her mind. Went crazy. Or there Stole was some a mental baby. illness there that we just were unaware of prior to this. I don't know. Something. That's why, yeah, that, that's where this movie does lose me, too. I just like, what the fuck? She does have some stressors in her marriage. She does. Oh I yeah, that's right. Man, because of the ending. Well, it's definitely Candy Man. That's for sure. Right. A fucking dude. That scene in the apartment where she just like wakes up, like 
covered in the blanket and pulls it off and there's the blood and like the dog's head sitting in the kitchen. Like I saw this movie when I was young. Like that I think that scene fucked me up because I'm like, oh Jesus, just waking up in the blood and the dog's head and then the baby's like all the blood in there. I'm just like, oh you know what oh, fucked me up is when oh. she's in the cop station and you can see her nipples through the bra <laughs> and it's all like bloody. I'm like, yeah. this is fucking wrong, dude. <laughs> and then they're like, lift up the lift left breast. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ. This is Oof. a confusing scene for me as a young child. <laughs> as a young child, I was, I was like confused. 13, 14 when this came out. I'm like, holy shit. It's so rare. I see boobs and this it's so they're rare bloody. That, it's so rare that the main character in, in, a, in a horror movie, a female main character in a horror movie, actually is naked or topless or exposed yeah. as much as Virginia Madsen is in this movie. And granted, it's only like two scenes. She's in a bathtub. Yep. She's in a bath. And, oh. and then the but it's like scene. Usually you just don't see like your, your yeah. like the lead actress, you right. know, like. And usually you yeah, they mean, go about I would like, say like, like not show non-sexualized I mean, yeah. like nudity. I mean, you know, I just, would say. It's we, like slice of life kind of stuff. I say un- unknown actors, we would definitely see more boobs in a main actor in a horror movie. It's just so rare that somebody that's kind of, what you, you call her well-known, I don't well, know. Maybe not. That may have been after, you know, Candyman. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I don't yeah. boobs are all over horror movies. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but usually it's like the, 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 the friend or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like, really? like, I'm, Usually, I'm like, your main character gets home from a day after school. She changes her <laughs> shirt for some reason because you got to get out of your school clothes and get into your play clothes, I guess. Yeah. And then you continue the adventure. <laughs> you just got to get home first, show your boobs to the closet. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what's like, I always, for some reason, popped in my head, like, Daddario uh, Dawson. What's Rosario? Her no, no, no. Uh, no, it's uh, uh, in this movie? No. Uh, in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the re- most recent one. Uh, Daddario. Daddario. Uh, Something. What's her name? Daddario. Her last name's Daddario. Yeah, yeah but, but she's like the main character, Somebody and there Daddario. was like no boob in that. Like,. I don't know where I was going with that, but like, we're, there's, there's just like, we're soft nowadays. Bit, I mean, maybe, but you get a little bit like you yeah. know, but no boob in that one. Yeah. Like, it's not always a thing. But we make like, soft it's, a, it's surprising that it happened in this movie, like right, that. Yeah, yeah, like that's yeah. what I'm going yeah. for. And an older actor. Well, I mean, what she's still probably in her twenties, probably thirties, maybe thirty. This uh, Alexandra Daddario, yeah, definitely thirty. There it is, Jesus. But going to Candyman's motive, I guess, like, the, the, the myth of Candyman, like, the, the character, he's this guy who exists without a physical corporeal body or yeah. something. He exists as myth, as writing on the wall, right. as the whisper in the classroom, all this stuff, which sounds really cool. But he's like, he was like, I was obliged say- to come because you, you know, you made people doubt me. Right. And the first scene, I was telling Travis to get, like... The uh, the scene where he shows up in the parking garage, I think the first thing he does is, like, inhale. He walks up and he's like, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, the first well, time this guy has been alive right. and God knows how long. He just made himself somehow a physical yeah. being. And his whole trajectory is to claim a victim and then be burned in the fire and go back to yes. living in the sh- you know in right. uh in the whispers i guess right. so, yes. you know well no he wanted her admit. with him because this kind of has that pseudo dracula like Dun dun dun! Yeah, You're a descendant of the forever. white woman right. that I like. So that would like make him like his niece, his like great great grand niece. Which wait, whatever, 1890. 
been know. a long time. <laughs> yeah. That theme continues in the later movies. It's like, you're from the woman that I loved way back when. It's like, oh, all right. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not weird. <laughs> yeah, those scenes, see, that's the thing. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, on this watch, I'm like, I blank those out because I guess I think they don't conform do that. to my world. Now I know why you like movie. The Force yes. Awakens. Yes. <laughs> you know, the idea that the... Uh, uh, he distracted me because Travis is crazy. He doesn't like the voice. So uh, everybody has their own. <laughs> well, because I don't get to blank out parts of movies. Yeah, <laughs> I, the, I had the, to watch that whole movie. The Helen, it was, or it was always, it was always Helen, Helen graffiti. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can take it as well, cause why else? if it is her psychology right. writing this, she somehow knows that she's the killer. It's right. All, it's always been you. Which Helen is a cool way to take it. Is her saying, you've you, always you've been, been the, the killer. Yeah, yeah the killer. I'm going to say this guy's a bad director. But the like, I can side, see like where that's coming from, but like, I don't know, this movie just gives you too much to be like, well, the Candyman flip side is, real. is <laughs> right, Candyman is real and she is somehow the reincarnation or something of the girl that he was in love with. Right. Well, she would be, she, like, was she was the white girl was pregnant. The white girl was pregnant when Candyman was originally killed, so you'd assume that that's the descendant, right? No? <laughs> I don't think it's the descendant. I don't know. I take it as, like, somebody, he can, he's finally found a take, the place. But why? But see, I don't that's know. Why, I don't know. It, it's because that's his descendant. It's because it's that's why, but that's why right when he meets picture. her, that's right when he meets her. I mean, that's the whole point of when she looks at the right. white girl in the... In the urban graffiti montage of his origin, yeah, that's her realizing. Well, I'm the descendant of his, of his whatever his right. his, his uh, woman from way back, virgin, uh, which is yeah. model, whatever. I mean, that's, yeah. And that's why he wants her to merge with him. He way wants her to merge. He wants her to merge with his, um, his his story that's yeah. why he's like i'm gonna make you the killer of all these things that way people are gonna start talking about helen this is what she did this is gonna get her story going that way she could join him in this immortal being or whatever what, what did he say living without being or something like that like when you you because that's like why it. he's convincing her you need to know what it's like Wait till you feel what it's like to exist without existing on the on the lips of everybody, yeah. and da, da, da. it's because he wants his old flame to join him in death. That way, it completes something. The ghost story, right? No, it completes it, the ghost. It story. makes yeah. me wonder too, like how many times Candyman has actually appeared as a flesh and blood. I think that's four times, guys. I think that's. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, maybe no. I was talking was. about Candyman. How many times he said Candyman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, but how, I mean, how many well, times he's actually appeared? It's like maybe he never has. Maybe this is the first and only time that he has, and so his first time back is like, right. I've existed since my death. Legend as, has been good up until this point, and you fucked it up. You and so up now I'm going to come back, and so now we have to do something to keep the fires burning since you, you know, went Literally. and ruined it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to bring you. So you're going to be my you're victim, be part of this, yeah. and this is going to add to the legend because of all these Candyman-inspired murders. Because she's probably saying to the press or whoever she's told her doctors, it was a Candyman, not me. So that grows the legend, and mm. so that gets out into the public that this woman was asking about Candyman, then started killing people like Candyman, 
And then she so died. baby. Yeah. Like Candy. Like Candyman. And then, you know, but then saved the baby. So then she's like the saint kind of to his sinner. Yeah. The duo, right? But like, yeah, she's she, she like grows her own separate legends. Yeah. But that doesn't myth. make sense. We were talking about this uh, earlier. It's like that doesn't make sense because that legend should only based on the negativity of, oh, Helen, Helen kill like she's the bride of candy man you know she's the, that's what i think of as helen the bride of candy man but right, so what she does, but once she crawls out of the fire with the, the baby question, she love. should be like a saint like you know is yeah what the is, entire population of cabrini green shows up at her funeral right. so where's the negative story that's fueling her coming back at the end to kill her husband that's fucking stupid yeah it is why? a tacked on ending it's got to be like we need a zinger right yeah. what is her crawling out of the fire like that like you said, it contributes to that's a positive. It's a thing. positive. Why would that be anywhere associated to being able to like so is she say your name like, in a fucking now mirror? It kind of doesn't make sense because she comes back and kills Trevor, but he's a piece well, of he's shit, the only it? one person in the world that would look at a mirror and go, "Oh, Helen, <laughs> Helen, Helen, <laughs> Helen, <sighs> Helen." <laughs> ah! <laughs> It's yeah, I've never liked that. Like, I guess two things. Like, I forgot that Candyman dies separate from Helen in the bonfire at right. the end. And I'm yeah. sitting there going, like, why did they do that? Why? I mean, like, because you're like, either. They know she killed right, Candyman. Like, it's like they separate her, but they just bring her back as part of, like, a Candyman-esque legend. It's just but, like, well, why does he die separate? But doing that, like, she stabs him with the thing or whatever. And, like, he's like, no, come back. We're going to be entwined together, our right. story or whatever. Which I suppose it is. It still is right. in a weird way. But he dies burning alone. She succumbs like after she rescues the baby and escapes. So it was like, do we have to kill him because, you know, just for the sake of the drama, he's the monster and she's mm. the hero. But then that's negated like a minute later when she reappears, the, the dead Helen reappears to her husband Trevor what if it's and like, kills him in the bathroom. What if it's like she's still tied to the Candyman legend, but the people of Cabrini Green know the difference? Like know how it ends up, how she like saved the baby and everything, but everybody else doesn't. Like everybody else still associates her with like killing people like Candyman and everything. I think that's the thing. Uh, I think yeah, she's maybe. still associated. Only like yeah. Cabrini Green people know the truth. Uh, the legend it. still goes so with Candyman. To everybody else, to everyone else, she is still a killer. But would you then become fucking Pinhead just because? Like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think, like, well, I think based are on you no? But are you no? Is that no longer your your soul? Like, is Candyman not really Candyman? Is he only a representation of the story? Like, is that not really the soul of the boy that died covered in blah, blah, blah? Like, is this not really Helen? Is this really what the story says Helen is? Because if you're not a killer, why would you like, now I'm a mirror ghost. <laughs> you know, would you just turn into it because they That's said possible. it? Like, it's a physical representation of the history of that story and everything. Like, it's a good question. It always felt to me, I mean, I know that we're talking about like what it could actually mean, right. but when I first saw the movie, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were coming out of the 80s, and so this felt like, you know, every 80s movie, Freddie, Jason, anybody, yeah. had the scene at the end that was the zinger that, you know... you Since Carrie. Yeah. Right? <laughs> this is 70 fucking four. You end your movie with... with ah, ah, ah. Yeah. 
and one the, last but game. the idea that like in the narrative, I guess uh, her husband Trevor has been carrying on with this like you know eighteen-year-old girl, Stacy. Trevor, 18, whatever. I hate that name because of this movie. Trevor. Well, he's played by the dickhead that was uh, <laughs> John from, Connor's. Tar- yeah, brother. John Connor's stepdad from Terminator Two. Or, yeah, Trevor, sorry, stepdad. Uh, but the idea that like, so he's doing something that's morally wrong, having an affair with his, you know, on his or cheating on his wife. And so this is the comeuppance for his behavior Jesus. throughout the movie so. is for Helen to get revenge on her husband. So she's only really killing him right. because he cheated on her. I know that really deflates the whole thing. It does. But, no, I don't no, no, no. like she'd about, go after other people. I'm always talking about self selfish fucking motives for characters because <laughs> writers are selfish people and like or whatever. Most people are selfish people, so sure. they, they only write things that are like related only to you know. Well, I can see that, like you know, as a writer, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, oh, it like puts the whole thing in balance if Trevor actually does get his just desserts in the end, like a Tales from the Crypt episode or something yeah. like that. Yeah, right. But it kind of feels it like feels it. unnecessary for this movie. Like you, well, there was nothing unnecessary it. about that shirt that uh, his Stacy little... was wearing. Oh, at the end. Jesus <laughs> Christ! It was just like, dude. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the hall, you could see her. How is she that. wearing a shirt? But I could see her breast perfectly. It makes no sense perfectly. at all. <laughs> perfectly. I was like, I love that shirt. Like, it's, that like, it's like science is breaking down True. right now. I could see everything. <laughs> science is. Uh, yes. Poor Trevor. I mean, I, I can't. You know, it's like you. I don't feel bad if he got that a few yeah. times. I'm like, you know what? Well, <laughs> well, live the good life. Live the good life. We assume that he's been cheating. You know, prior to. Oh, yeah. You know the the actual the like, whole realization that like he's well, moved look, in with his her. wife is stealing his fucking like his class is about folklore. And she's like, I know what my thesis is about folklore. <laughs> oh, imagine that, bitch. You know, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then at that dinner, she's like, I'm going to bury you to his like his colleague. And he's like, bury me. You, do you even know the story of Kenny Man? Yeah. <laughs> she don't even know the story of Kenny Man. She read the paper 10 years ago. Yeah. It's like she is kind of a dick she in is. a weird way. It's like I she's know, trying right? to like. So she wants to prove something. But you're just like, you need to like pick where you want to like start insulting people because he's got a little something. As long up on as you. they're a man. <laughs> well, that's what I've always found interesting about this character is that she's not entirely likable i mean like in the way that like we would write you know characters it seems like now it's like she's got these rough edges i think it's her hubris kind of in a lot of ways like you know uh, you know she's got the balls to go into cabrini green right you could say it's the balls or she's just stupid there's characters telling her to her face like you are just plain crazy from coming in for coming in here by yourself this is a little kid talking to her it's like you're crazy this is a dangerous place. That's what her they friend said is to like. Michelle this is Pfeiffer. a dangerous place, and she's like, "I don't care. I'm going in there. I'm single minded. There's this thing that I want, and I'm going to get it. And I don't care what I have to do to to get it. You know, it's like it. That kind of makes her. I'm telling I, you, it's like she deserves almost in some cosmic way. The, sure. the, <laughs> that's people telling a white care a white upper class character it's too dangerous for you to deal with these lower class urban people and she's like i don't care i care about people so i'm gonna find out for sure well it makes her seem extremely naive in some ways that i suppose it's like she's got courage without like smarts she's got the the drive and the ambition but it's like 
you're doing this at the cost of your own safety. It's like anybody could have told you this is a bad situation to yeah. be looking into. And you end up bringing this. I mean, we're saying both the well, physical thing of going to Cabrini Green and getting assaulted and the, you know, dabbling in the forces. You I know, think that makes a good character. Though. That's that like alone. what I imagine a Lois Lane character would be. Yeah. You know, true. someone that's Very going true. up against rough characters to get the truth. But the other get thing the truth is- out there, because that's why she's going to bury the. This professor dude, right? It's like he may know the story, but he didn't like bother to dig deep enough. Like everyone's right. too scared to go around the scary like gangster people to uh, to investigate what happened in Cabrini Green. Where is this Candyman myth coming from? I mean, I guess the biggest thing that she gets out of that, her big scoop, is that she sees the Candyman's lair, at least the antechamber, on the first visit. Ruthie Jean's apartment has been turned into this kind of shrine to Candyman right. with the big mural on the wall and at least the behind graffiti. It. We were talking how like Child Child's plays the other modern day Chicago horror movie, and it also has uh, the character's origins graffitied in his apartment. <laughs> it's like so that's like <laughs> that's just like the urban horror thing to do is spray paint the uh, the story thus so far. <laughs> That's how you know it's an inner inner city story. Yeah, it's graffiti. an inner graffiti. Yeah, <laughs> and that we don't know Candyman's actually doing it. We thought it was like other, but they said Candyman's a painter. Well, once we actually she so finds the, the actual layer where she right. goes There's upstairs. a layer like above. Yeah, that I think is like he's been he right. painted that. He's like been hanging out, that's sleeping like, on a piano, a, a grand piano upstairs. I do love yeah. that. Uh, that scene of her going through the wall and there's that big painting of Candyman's mouth. When I was a kid, that, cool. that fucking really like... It really was like... Oh, it was wow. really creepy when I was a kid. Like, yeah. now the whole movie's a lot brighter than I, you know, than sure. you recall it, but... But yeah, that was just like, ooh. Like, striking imagery in this movie has stayed with me. Especially that kid, when they're talking about, the, like, the kid who, you know, got it cut off in the bathroom and everything. Like, that always stuck with me. It's like, that's a... Like, the showing a kid, like... In that situation in the movie, I'm like, whoa. Once again, she imagined that as happening in the 70s, yeah. even though... Well, maybe. When she's... Well, that's why I'm thinking... The guy's of, got, like, a zoot suit on. Well, but zoot, that's why so I'm, I'm thinking sorry. about... Uh, <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> that's why I'm thinking these are her... Those are her idea. Like, when she hears these stories, everything no. from an urban myth comes from, oh, it's the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. So she's imagining these past things. That's why she saw... Ted Raimi is a fifties greaser guy. She saw this story as a seventies guy, but then when she gets arrested, the guy says, Yeah, that's the candy man that killed the girl and the boy. So we know, well no, that's a modern day thing. That 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 handicapped kid dying is a modern day story. It didn't take place in the seventies, but this fucking movie doesn't like it just doesn't like nail that home that like is it these are what if when you get told an urban legend, you have this you have a mental picture of like, oh, it started in this era, and like, you know, she's yeah. placing all this, even though these are right. modern day things happening. Or, well, do you think that was on purpose? Because I think it like, unless they forgot in the script, like, shit, you wrote in that <laughs> that that Candyman killed the boy, and then we filmed the fucking back flash from the seventies. Right. Shut I, up. I, I feel it, it's it, and this may be this all. Definitely be after the fact, but it kind of gives, it could give like, uh, it gives something to that whole like, um, mythos of this, like they, that, um, that it did happen recently, but that they kind of like shoot the flashbacks in sort of a more, um, uh, 
Uh, nostalgic? Yeah, more nostalgic. I mean, that's why I, I think like it, it's got to be... It gives a yeah. Well, that's like, why it's got to be Helen's... broader, like, legend to it. It's got to be Helen's, like, imagination. Helen's imagining this story taking... She, the story Helen is being told, she's imagining, well, this would take place in the 70s, because... Maybe. Whatever. Yeah. Urban legends never happen in your time and day, well, that's right? What, they're always that's something what, that happens they, in the past. That's what I'm saying, but I think they're doing that on purpose to kind of get that point across. Well, maybe? for sure, but I don't think this movie. I don't think this movie tells you that. Like this movie would have you believe that. Yeah, it took place a long. It took time place ago. in the 70s. Not right. that this is her idea right. of where it took place. Yeah, I mean, I got it just because right. fucking whatever. You gotta make something of this movie, and you're like. Well, they just mentioned the boy. That didn't happen in the 70s, so this must be why. Unless I said, unless they fucking forgot. Yeah. That's uh, our only mistake. It's having that one black detective say, yep, she killed the girl and the boy. Oh, yeah. See, I think like, some of those scenes are like, I mean, as far as like the directing goes, fairly well done because it does create a sense of... Uh, like distortion or disorientation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, she wakes up all of a sudden and like these murders have happened and you're yeah. like, what in the fuck? And there's this lost time. And it really does make her out to be like a crazy person. Yeah. And that was like, I think what was unique about this movie at that period of time, as we moved into the nineties, we went out of the eighties slasher thing into the psychological horror movie. And like, I don't know what happened or what was going on at the time, but you had, I mean, was it the arrest of like drugs? Well, I mean, as far like the the hand that rocks the cradle, yeah, uh, it was. There's all these like thrillers, yeah, thrillers final analysis where, the, where uh, like, uh, yeah, it was thrillers where psychologists were or psychiatrists were the Cape protagonists. Fear. When was Cape Fear remake? Uh, Ninety one. What was it? Bruce Willis movie, The Color of Night. He was a psychiatrist. Yeah, Color of Night. Uh, you know, it's like a final analysis. Richard Dead Calm. Is a, I love a psychiatrist. That it's like so psychiatrists are the main characters wandering through this like psychological landscape where there's a well primal fear. You know, I mean, they're yeah. all kind of uh, it's the psychological silence decade. of the lambs. We talked about silence of the lambs, yeah, which yeah, directly which predated this directly and, yeah, one year earlier. And like I said, there's a connection. What's that? Cassie Lemons plays oh, three shit. starlings yeah, friend right. and and also fellow I think fellow uh, cadet at the yeah thing and she's uh, Bernadette in this movie yeah Bernadette. I was watching this movie I'm like is that fucking her you said that earlier and I'm like uh, I can't even think of what it is and yeah. it was boom and and on movie posters that have insects on faces they're very similar oh, shit. like do you, do you see like yeah yeah yeah. Well, similar. The, they're well, like they're pitching this on the back of the boxes, the scariest movie since the Silence of the Lambs. I mean, last year, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it seemed One like year before, at least even at the time, you know. Uh, well, I'll say that from a wrap up. All right, so uh, still pretty pinhead though. As much as they try to go psychological, they went to pinhead because they created a movie monster. They created a movie monster, and it always seems like the great movie monsters. You don't know they're a movie monster until like you know. Until a few years afterwards, yeah. like you see it and you're like, well, he's not like Freddy and he's not like Jason. And he's, he's not ex- like Chucky. But those guys weren't like the guy before them. But he's exactly like Pinhead. I love Candyman just because he's exactly like that's what I do like about this movie. When Candyman's talking. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> fucking like Pinhead. Pinhead. It's scary. Yeah. Come on, be I my suppose, victim right? and all that you shit. Everything some about type of object. In this case, a mirror. In the other case, a puzzle box that summons 
a being from that another just dimension. talks. Does Pinhead <laughs> monologue a lot? That's yeah. what Pinhead. Oh, you haven't seen fucking Hellraiser? No, I've seen like the first two. It's but it's been a long time. Oh, that's all. Yeah, yeah maybe parts like of like Bloodlines and the. We fucking, have such know. sights like, no, it's to been show a you. Long time. Still hungry, ready yeah. for something that screams. <laughs> There's lots of talk of flesh. Oh, dude, pain. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know nothing of the word Isn't there pain. A dude who's got, like, CDs coming out of his mouth? Pain Nipple has a face. Yeah. Allow me and to Hellraiser show it to three. you. Yes. I love Hellraiser yeah. Hell on Earth. Oh, How <laughs> did get that out there? All right. I, feel, I feel better now. Good? You, you feel? I actually, uh, I actually dated a, uh, the cousin of the CD scene. By... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Not that that means anything to no, anybody. Not, anybody but like, it makes me want to it makes me want to buy the i saw the cd cenobite toy the other day i was like i want to buy that man just that's the one that's like, most yeah. memorable to me for some he reason he was awesome he was i like <laughs> it i like cenobites i don't care what you know uh anyway so this movie but, was followed by two sequels there's Candyman: farewell to the flesh and Candyman: day, day of the dead good yep. title Farewell to the Flesh went to theaters. Mm. I saw it in the Did you see it in the theaters? Oh, yeah. Wow. I saw this and the second one. I I mean, I can understand after seeing this, be like, all right, let's see what the second one's got to offer. I don't even know if I was seeing the I imagine you did not. I can't recall if I ever you finished correct. it. I did not really like the second <laughs> yeah. one. Like, even the second like, or third. But like, the, the second one, the thing that I remember the most from it, at least that I did. So I, like, I saw it in the was theater. Was the Playboy Playmate they cast in the main role? Uh, was she? I don't remember I her. Think, like, I think uh, in one of them it was. I don't think it was that. Oh, Donna D'Arco was in the Yeah, Donna D'Arco, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the Day of the Dead. Yeah. But the, the second one, I remember it having a mood, and it was like, it, it had the very Southern Gothic New Orleans flavor to it, yes. which was really cool. I saw it recently because it was on the Bounce Network, which of course it's going to be because it's got Tony Todd yeah, in Tony it. Tony Todd. And it was like, it's a direct ticket to Bounce. this is worse than I thought it was. They kill off Artie or whatever, the professor in like the very first scene, it seems to me. He's right. in New Orleans giving some speech you know, or uh, uh, class about Candyman. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then Candyman shows up and kills him. And then credits Candyman, Farewell of the Flesh. Yeah. Then it becomes like a serial killer movie. Yeah, well, it's somehow like in her, this woman's family is the house where he, whatever. She's, it's a relation or something. Yeah, dude. Dracula all but over this movie. That movie, ironically, directed by Bill Condon, he went on to do Gods and Monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, something movie, else he did before he did Twilight, Breaking Dawn, Part 1 and Part 2. Oh, my God. So his career's over. That's what well, he's got a better career than Bernard Rose, I guess. Bernard. 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 <laughs> Maybe he just went back to England and did BBC shows. Probably. Isn't that where they all go? Like back BBC England? Heaven? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Going back to England. <laughs> the guy who directed what? the third one. I'm making Shakespeare. Fuck this Candyman 3 shit. Yeah. Well, that was back in the days when you could actually direct movies that went to theaters. Now they go direct. Now everything's like VOD. Like Candyman 3. Because all these horror movies. I've seen them all, yes. What the? I saw Candyman. I did not proud of it, but I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, it was not that. good. Well, it's it not loses... good. Dude, Candyman to me is one of like this is the signifiers of like the end of horror. Like it's over. All that fun you had, all that like <laughs> goodbye. We turned all the lights on and sent the monsters home. It's <laughs> we not a fun movie. A lot of it's not a fun yeah, movie. Not a fun Daytime. And what interests me about it is not part of the movie, really. I mean, I like when Candyman shows up and talks. Like I said, that's Pinhead, dude. It's all, everything he does is the shit. 
open his jacket. Let me see bees. It's like fucking scary. Bees. All the bees and all his mouths and on the faces. They're trying to figure out how they did that. Oh, they put, they put like, everything's real. They just had a mouth guard so it wouldn't go down his throat. But what's the stuff from stinging his lips? He got like, stung. No, it says like he oh, got so stung. Those were like no, like, full, they're, full they're, stinger bees. They were bred specifically for this movie, but they are they're like, nice bees. They're Tony they're Todd like bees. They're like twelve hours old. Oh, so, so that they can, they look like full grown bees, but their stingers won't have like a very so they're big probably really fluffy or at all. They're very yeah, very fluffy. Very, yeah, but yeah, that's they're very young bees, so they can look old enough mm. but not do damage. He's been stung plenty of times doing the three movies, but yeah, very young bees. Uh, Virginia Madsen is allergic to bees. So they like, but they so they say they had like an ambulance on set ready to go, but everybody's covered in bees in this movie. Yeah, He's got bees coming scary. out of his mouth. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Scary. They're coming out of his ah. mouth. It's very scary. Yeah. No. And it's even her, she's like, real. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Is that one of those things you just tell your people? Like, no, no, no. I can do it. I thought you were I, allergic. No, no, no. What? Yeah, no, I right. can do it. Is there not, not a chance. Yeah. Like if I if, like maybe if I'm not allergic, maybe like all right, if they're just gonna like be on me, maybe. But if I'm allergic, I'm like fuck no, yeah. I'm not taking that chance. Right. Mm. No. Kind of wild. But yeah, real. But I'm sure like mouth. I'm yeah. sure like the paramedics have whatever they need to inject them with, like right. Right. There. Just, so it'd be just oh, like I'm a sure five minute like. There you go. Yeah. Right. Brave. Still. Brave choice by, yeah. sure, by Virginia Woo. Manson. No, Are we, so is that Candyman? I think that's Candyman. Sean? Candyman? Candyman. Colin? Candyman? I think that's Candyman. All right, so now we're going to summon Igor. Igor, where art thou, sir? Masters! Masters, the mail! I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising. Rising. Well, thank you, Igor. Is that a new shirt, Igor? I like it. Good color on you. No, I think we just washed it. I don't think that's Really? New. Like, you got the grime <laughs> off it? Like, yeah. oh, Jesus. I think we did the best. It's like a 10 year old shirt. Uh-huh. Well, it looks good on you, Igor. Thank you. Well, Igor has brought the mailbag covered in his signature slime. Okay, Oof. so again, you can write to us on facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show or Twitter at Sat Freak Show. So we've got uh, comments about our last three movies. So about Candyman, Bobette Georgie writes in and says, where was the movie filmed? Those ghetto sets, were they really abandoned projects or just sets? It was Cabrini Green. Cabrini Green. All right. Permission from the gangstos. They took a sniper shot to the production van on the last day, but... Oh, that's what happened. I thought I heard it the other way around, that they hired snipers. Oh, no. Like, yeah, apparently, like, on one of the last days, there was, like, a sniper shot into the production van. At the Nobody was hurt, but, yeah, there was... Uh, it was a sniper ten, shot yeah, to me in, like, gang like, just means somebody pointed the gun and pulled the trigger. <laughs> right. A sniper really, shot. They were up high. Like, yeah. from 10 feet away, he's got really good aim. That's a sniper <laughs> shot. Well, we should be clear. That's the exteriors. The interiors yes. were actually constructed on a soundstage. You can tell because of the lighting is yeah. way up in the... Yeah. Way high and you So, could, interiors, but that production right. designer in this movie knew his grime. Oh, boy, did he. Oh, bothers does, me Does not think day. highly of urban Bothers uh, me to this day. Uh, G-Money writes in and G-Money. says... Uh, one is good, two is great as well, but I use great loosely. One has the best story in acting, but two and some of three have undoubtedly better and gorier effects. Huh. Is Candyman? Yeah, Candyman. Oh, geez. All three All right. make for a great marathon. Tony Todd is and always will be the Candyman in good. any film he's in. He is the Candyman. He's very good. Well, he's also Death in he is death. Final Destination. He is. That's a good, he? That was a three good of those movies, he's Death. Well, Weird. he's a coroner. 
But he speaks for death. He's death. Right? Crazy. But he's good in, in that role. He's good at like, anything. He's good in that. Tony Todd's he's good. a good actor. Tony Todd's good. He's a scary guy. Yeah. Intimidating. Did you see him in Hatchet? Nope. No, I would have Hatchet. to watch Hatchet again. <laughs> I would have to watch Hatchet. It's horrible. I mean, that's unfortunately where the guy is right now. Now he's like, basically, because he's one of yeah, the... He's making, he his, money. Run. He's making his money. guys. He shows up in, you know, whenever they do the, like, let's get Kane Hotter and Robert Englund yes. and Tony Todd You gotta together. get Tony Todd. Yeah. But he had his but role. He was, in, he was in The Crow. He's he was one of the main group. bad guys in The Crow. So, I mean, he's been in major movies. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's fucking, I don't know him. Fucking uh, <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. Right. Have we yeah, forgotten about that? Yeah. The 90s version? Yeah. My Tom possibly. Yeah, he I was. mean, I love, uh, I mean, Candyman's good, but possibly my favorite Tony Todd role? Come on. Not only that? Yeah. I love For him. For sure. I love him in that role. I suppose, right? He gets to actually. I rarely watch the 90s Night of the Living Dead. Oh, I like that. The movie. 60s version is good. I like that one too, but I like the 90s version. All right, uh, about uh, Lemora, A Child's Tale. Oh, uh, don't say it. Uh, Dom Cree writes in and says, A um, Massacre at Central High mention. That's my first VHS horror rental ever. Thank that movie for shaping my terrible and uninformed opinions on the films you review. <laughs> uh, that's because you, uh, Cher, uh, Rainbow Smith was in uh, Massacre at Central oh, High. She, oh, and we better mention. Well, we haven't actually is. seen it. We haven't seen it. Yeah, no. you're ahead of us on this game, Dom, so, yeah. All right, Tom. And uh, about Scream 2, G-Money again writes in. He says, um, okay, so he says he saw the girl in the photograph this weekend. This is a new movie, uh, but it was the last movie produced by Wes Craven before he died. I've heard about this. Uh, He says, very Craven-esque with the brutality and how they made a human appear more monster-like without makeup. I haven't seen it, though. He says, is there any thought on new or recent films in theaters or just new or streaming to watch? What's your favorite werewolf films? I love Bad Moon. Not Wolf Cop. Not Wolf Cop. Bad, I mean, I think uh, Bad Moon's like, I also kind of like Werewolf Hunter. It was the one Roma with Santa? Julian, yeah, Julian yeah, yeah, Sands, where it's yeah. kind of based on the first tri- American trial of werewolfism. Was, was it American trial uh, or French? French. Yeah, it's somewhere over, it's European. Yeah. I can't remember. Where. Anyway, that's a pretty good werewolf movie. Yeah. But they're hard to come by. Sean? Werewolf movies are not my thing. I I I always I don't think they're movies things. <laughs> they're, just like I I'm, I'm never uh fucking I don't know, it's never like it's never it's never ever been scary cuz it's a werewolf movie and the effects never like never nothing's ever looked real to me. Um I like uh uh American Werewolf in Paris. Um, what? You, uh, wait, London, you, yeah, London. I was going to say, I think you well, messed this one, up. My heart fucking skipped the guy. No, no, right other there. one, sorry. <laughs> London. <laughs> my bad. Why? Sorry. Why? <laughs> Mostly for the, like, the effects, like, of, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who dies early in the beginning. Griffin Dunn. Yeah. Uh, Jack. Yeah, for who shows up throughout yeah. the movie. Like, that's, like, his part is, like, fucking awesome. How he slowly degrades Just that throughout script. the movie. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah, good. The whole sharp, script, um, very sharp, funny movie. Oh my um, god, <laughs> it really is. Um, it's the best. I like. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't have much experience with just that. I would go with that one because I like. like they don't. They don't do well for me. I like werewolf movies, Sean. I like them. I know you do. I've I watched, like them a lot. I, like I do the like the original Wolfman. Wolf Man. I, I like the like remake of the Wolfman. I like American Werewolf, The Howling. Uh, I kind of like the the Wolfman and the Monster Squad. 
I don't like that. Wolfman's got nards. Yeah, the Wolfman's got nards. Wolfman's He's got a pretty nards. cool looking werewolf. I like uh, Ginger Snaps. I'm trying to think of Oh, Ginger good, Snaps. Like, uh, I like, gin- like the first one, not the like five good. after it, but I like Ginger Snaps. Good werewolf creature design. Creature design. Dude, bad Moon. I swear to God, Bad Moon has like one of the what, best what about werewolves. Wolf? Uh, yeah, it's on. a bad movie. You know, well, I'm sure it is. Well, you mean he's got yellow eyes and just fucking bushy uh, uh, sideburns? Yeah, like, I kind of yeah. like that Nicholson did it. Like, I yeah. kind of like that. I'm okay with that movie. I kind of like that movie. I'm okay I just with don't that movie. Like the ending, but uh, bad sure? movie. Oh, you I mean where the werewolf fights the other werewolf? <laughs> where she's a werewolf at the end? Yeah, uh, well, everybody's a werewolf. Yeah, because uh, uh, that's how you end a Hollywood movie. Even even the Wolfman remake, like two werewolves. Never saw that coming. Mm-hmm. That's not always a bad thing. It's you a horrible thing. You just <laughs> go with it. When you say, well, who's the monster going to fight? You're like, ah, oh, you got to walk out of the office. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody. The monster should kill people. Then, like, <laughs> some, some sort of person or authority figure kills the monster. Well, yeah. Monsters don't need to fight other monsters. But when they do, <laughs> it can be awesome. All right, so <laughs> final thoughts on Candyman. You. Colin, oh, what are your okay, final thoughts? Me. Uh, my final thoughts. Uh, I think us, this please. is a very no. smart um, adult horror movie. It stars adults. It's uh, you know, it's like we ever talked about the score. Oh shit! Score is, that's one of my I'll talk movies. about it. Philip Glass. Philip uh, Glass, who you may know from Quiet Scotty. No. Did you say an English word? Like what is? It's an a Swahili word. Swahili. Uh, he also did uh, the. If you saw Dracula, the 1931 Bela Lugosi Dracula with the score by the performed by the Kronos Quartet that was written by Philip Glass. But he's a oh, fuck shit. old is he? Avant. No, he didn't. He, that was in the 2000s when they re released. Oh, okay. oh, when they re released with the new score. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, how, yeah, yeah, how old yeah. is this guy? Uh, if you saw Watchmen, the scene on Mars is scored to a piece oh. that he did for Koyatskani, the movie was okay. his life in motion. So yeah, but he maintains that he was duped into doing right. He does this he, soundtrack. He kind of disowned it for That's a long good, time though. until yeah. like it until like good. fifteen years ago. Yeah, Isn't it, I sort of got that that score when it goes. That's look. Is that? No, that's, that's fucking Home Alone. Or Home Alone. Yeah, that's something. I, it sounds familiar. That like it just reminds me of it really badly. I still I think it's great. Of, but he has since come around, or at least the money, maybe the money's come around. The money's or something. Come but he's, around. but something. he's like, he's, uh, you know, allowed it to be released and everything. Yeah, he said he was like duped, like Bernard Rose convinced him that this type of movie, you know, it wasn't a slasher movie, it was an art film, or it was a. Yeah, a, and in, independent. More prestige. Yeah, think, he was disappointed with the final product. Yeah. But it's like, I think it was. Uh, I mean, Bernard Rose to me doesn't seem like he's a horror guy, made a horror movie. Which is like that's what makes it interesting in some ways. Like he's removed from the genre, so he could actually like look at it differently yeah. and do something. Where, I mean, you know, like I said before, to me, this did usher in the era of the psychological horror movie, a psychological slasher, whatever. It was this is what you know the beginning of what defined the nineties mm. uh, for me anyway. Yeah, <laughs> as far as like what the uh, the horror movies were. Well, the first one was Jacob's Ladder. I'm like, this is a fucking. Now we're in the nineties. It's the nineties. <laughs> this yeah. is very different. We've left Freddy, Jason, and all the Doctor Giggles behind. And- <laughs> no Doctor Giggles <laughs> in the nineties. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was Doctor Giggle latecomer. Well, the nine is nineties was psychological, but the the like the the movie monsters they became they all became Freddy. They all became the tug and cheek like yeah, Leprechaun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was like, does he make jokes? Yeah, yeah. everything cool. went to that level. <laughs> yeah. 
And then in the 90s, we had to understand why they did what they did. And in the case of Scream was kind of spitting in the face of that with the motive is because it's the millennium. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the performances. It just, it feels like they were actually trying to make a legit, like, you know, uh, movie here. It wasn't like exploitation. They're actually going after something, I think. And uh, I think it's successful. The The shock scares when I saw it in the theater, I remember they worked on me. Because of the way he cuts, it's the cutting that makes them work. Where like yeah. you know, no one's there, and then all of a sudden you cut and like you know to a new angle, and something's happening and with accompanied by the loud noise. Well, even when he like th- goes out the window, I mean that cut yeah. is almost right on. I mean his body yeah. in movement yeah. almost. Yeah. It's yeah. just like Jesus. it's almalmost subliminal. Like you saw it, but you, it like happened so fast, right. and yeah, which works. It's for, exciting. Like the, like the story they're getting across being subliminal. Like yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I heartily recommend the Candyman. I think it stands up as one of the best horror movies of the 1990s, a prime example of the genre. Uh, although it's like, you know, if you weren't into horror and you watched it, would the disorienting effect of it like lose you? And you'd just be like, yeah, fuck this. You know, I don't understand what's going on here. Maybe. I don't know. It's not. It still seems like it's not, it doesn't like shatter the narrative in a way that you can't understand what's happening. You know, I think it's still no. like, you know, as long as you ride that line of, you know, she's actually doing this with this, uh, you know, imagined or not, you know, figure directing her moves, then, uh, you know, everything, even though you're missing time in those gaps, you can still understand what happened. She yeah. went up there and fucking stabbed somebody, that, you know, that's uh, uh, yes. Candyman. Yes. So I would say that it does hinder the movie, what you were just saying about how her, the psychological portion of it. Cause I actually, I like this movie leading up to, I mean, I swear to God, this movie almost right where that edits to where she wakes up in the bathroom of the, that lady in Cabrini green. Like that is where I stop liking this movie, like a hundred percent because it just stops making it's not, I mean, I know it's not trying to make sense. It's trying to be like discombobulating and all this shit, but like, I just don't, like, I don't know. I just, I don't see why. I don't know. The, yeah, when you watch the movie through, you're like, okay, this is why Candyman wanted her to be part of the legend. But until you know that at the end, it's just like, okay, this doesn't fucking make any sense. Why don't he just kill her? Why don't he just, it, it just doesn't make sense. He's too vague about what he's doing. Um, uh, I also think, I, I, I mean, fuck, any vampire movie that uses the you're a descendant of the woman I loved, I fucking just <laughs> hate that story. I hate it to my core. I'm so bored with the, like, I'm surprised Candyman didn't have a, well, he did have a fucking painting of her. There was. Yeah, there was like a painting of her just like every fucking. End credits. There's yeah. A big painting I think of her. Fright Night's the only movie I will still watch where, like, <laughs> there's a painting of my lost beloved she or whatever. She looks just like this lesbian yeah. I know right this here. Lesbian. <laughs> Imagine that shit. So, I don't know. It does lose me because, like. Candyman is something to be feared in the beginning of the movie. Then later in the movie, he just, we don't even know if he cuts the dog's head off. He just takes a baby and it's just like, God, you'd imagine that if guy, if this guy has this much power, I mean, maybe he only has that power over her. Cause it's his, her, his like fucking great, great, great granddaughter or whatever the fuck. 
Maybe that's the only reason he has any sort of uh, suggestion Maybe. over her. Because you're it's still, like you're still getting the idea that she's yeah, a great, I, great. I, it, because defendant. it's in the painting. When she looks at the painting, it was always used. How Helen? He, she looks at the painting of them cutting they his hand off. There's that. the white woman in the picture, dude. Come on. Uh, so it's, it's like the shine. It's the end of the shining thing. Where like it's, it's her. You, Jack. That's, you know, you were always the caretaker, here. right? But it's her. Yeah. yeah it's it uh, feels like the film does. For sure. Go this is. Because uh, I've always known that. I was watching this tonight. Like, I'm pretty sure this story's about how she's a relative of Candyman. And they That's why you got to come over can, to my view here. They, no. They, well, you don't can, even watch always, the movie. But they, you continue, block it. No. they continue that theme in the other movies as you well. Told me like, you, I know we have to watch this as, as its own thing, but they do. Because that's keep the fucking story. Colin blocks out things he doesn't like in movies, and that's why he's like, I like the Wolfman remake. I didn't like the end of Candyman. Just the very end. But the. It was always you, Helen. If you see it as like that's her okay, confessing if to you're herself, choosing to see it then like she's that, not but a, uh, descendant. Uh, just knowing movies, movies better. I don't care. Come on to the it's side. not your. It's not the real <laughs> movie. The Candyman. You could choose to think of it that way, but that's not the real movie. The movie is telling you that that's the descendant of the white. That's why he wants her to be. Well, then why else does he want a random white woman to be part of his fucking story? Why? Because it doesn't make fucking sense, Colin. You don't made, even have to answer. <laughs> she made because the she went kid, looking for it. Yeah, she made the kid. It still does, but, but that still doubted. doesn't mean like join me in immortality. That's rewarding her for fucking uh, putting away his what? No, she is. His, he's a poetic soul. He loves it's his it. relative. It's, it's more like the one who opposed me. I will make part of the legend. Like, no, the it's one, not. the biggest doubter. Sure. The biggest doubter I will bring in as part of it. Now. Yeah, you don't as, do that. Part of it. Well, you don't do that. <laughs> if I'm a vampire and I hate you, I don't make you a vampire. <laughs> I kill you. Your biggest you doubter, you turn into part of the thing. Like, I think, like, he's trying to strengthen his legend at that point. Anyway, the point is, I fucking hate when somebody, I just hate when the monster is in love with the ancestor of his beloved. I just fuck, especially when it's his kid. I think that's a new one. Like, it's always been, it's always been that you're the, you're the, the uh, like the reincarnated, oh, but, but it's never been again. like she was pregnant. That's why they tell you she was pregnant and they killed Candyman. That that's specifically why they tell you she would be a mulatto. They could have just said, okay, after just because you sleep with one black guy, every single one of us has one black person in our fucking geon- uh, genealogy, 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 and we're not fucking mulattoes. We're still white. There's Plenty of you put one oh, black Colin, person. You're a dark. <laughs> He's not. Yeah. He's not. But so yeah, that's you know. I mean, if you don't see that as the movie, I'm sorry, you don't know how to read a movie. <laughs> but, <laughs> just, we will let the viewers. Decide. Yeah, we goddamn right will. In, viewers, we fucking will. Yeah, yeah, well, well, well dude, know. he just said the sequels continue that thread, so obviously it has to it's be like the sequels invented. That, okay. is, that is the main. That's story the biggest stretch. Candyman, farewell to the flag. Well, it's that, almost like, that's what I'm saying. It's it was always meant to be that way. Or the sequels picked up on that theme and just took that and ran with that. Like, I see what you're saying, but that's what I was saying. This movie fails to be that psychological thing that you're talking about. It tries to throw the viewer off in a weird way, but it fails. It it just right. totally lets you know that Pinhead's here. I keep, you know, I'll always call him Pinhead. He's, he's Black Pinhead. I think he's cool <laughs> as fuck. Cool as fuck. I would totally own a Candyman toy. Very scary guy. Are you a fan of Bones? The, but that's uh, my problem is that... Snoop Dogg? No, I'm not. <laughs> at all. At all. all right. But that's my problem with this movie is that 
it's about a monster dealing with his own family drama. And I always, you know, my, that's my problem when I feel like a story is too, like, self-contained. Like, if it's this, like, oh, it's this, uh, it's this urban myth and, like, I just didn't get enough of Candyman doing what he does, I suppose, right? Everything just happens because she makes people forget it or which how strong would it was it anyway, that's why I see that also doesn't make fucking sense how it's like a mainly a Cambrini Gray thing. But then this white chick in the college has the has the 1950s story. So it's like, well, that was from Indiana. She said. it. Happened. Yeah. Right. So just because she like finds one candy man guy in the sub in, in Chicago in the 90s, why would that discount stories that are in Indiana? Blah, 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 blah. Over a matter of a week, like. Like, as soon as they got caught, he comes like, you destroyed my legend. That's why I took, well, Cabrini Green is something that is, in, or uh, Candyman is something, that's a legend of Cabrini Green, but, well, it's obviously it's, it's like spread, but then why thing. would it, that shouldn't dilute his power just because one building no longer believes in me. You know, the rest of the world should still have their Candyman mythos. There's a lot of holes in this movie. Like, I like... I don't like this movie. I like the idea of this movie. I like the character of Candyman. I like the villain. Like, I'm always talking about how they've always fucking gone out of their way to try to create uh, these Mickey Mouse uh, villain characters in movies like Hatchet and in Wishmaster. I forgot about Wishmaster. Yeah, so shit. did everyone else. <laughs> there were like five of those movies. I saw that. Yeah. In the oh so did God. I. And that's why I was like, this is, um, it's over. It's over. Horror is over. <laughs> when you're like, when it says it's Wes done. Craven presents, you run the other Well, but way. it was written by the guy that wrote every Hellraiser movie, except for one. He you wrote Wishmaster. Wes Craven presents they? Saw yeah. that in the theater. No, I did not. I saw that in the theater. Oh, I, do. I learned a long time life. ago. You see Wes Craven. Don't even. Just that like Wes Craven dude. presents. Although he did do Dracula 2000. <laughs> so I do not recommend Candyman. I'm just saying that. I don't recommend it. I think it's cool. Like, it's one of those things where, like, I even just. When I saw this back in the day, I hated. As soon as we go to that psychological angle, I'm like, this movie lost me, man. Like, I see what they're trying to do. This movie doesn't do it, though. It just. It falls short of it. Says it right there. An e- effectively eerie psychological chiller. Yeah. Filled with clever, unusual touches. Mm. Who's that? Rex Reed? I know. It was yeah. Someone, oh, it's we, someone Moulton, we paid to say. Rex Reed hates everything. Rex Reed hates everything. Yeah. Leonard cool. Moulton actually liked it. It, it would go. appear. But hated uh, Gremlins. Isn't that weird, Leonard Moulton? I know, right? He gets paid. <laughs> He's, <so> weird. <laughs> He's, He's weird. He's a weirdo. That's weird. I don't know. Um, well, I do know, actually. Uh, I see I see what you're saying about it. Um Candyman. Um like I said I saw this when I was like there was like a collection like my dad was had have been like a, a he was definitely a horror movie fan but he always had like shit on random VHS tapes <laughs> just like shitty hand, movies. Just hand labeled like here's this and I'm just like oh Candyman we're going to watch this one day. So I saw this movie when I was very young, probably too young to be watching Candyman. But <laughs> It's perfect. Age. It's, I mean, it, I mean it, it, there's an argument for it. Bloody um, boobs. B- b- bloody boobs. That always stood out. But there's always like the imagery of this movie. It's the imagery and the score of this movie and them combined that has always stood out to me uh, in Candyman. And it's always like it's always made me feel uneasy. Like I said earlier, this is not a fun movie in any regard for me. But it's the the imagery that like I think draws me back to it. Um, 
I, I do like this movie. I think it's uh, uh, I think it's very good. I think you know in the ironically in the mythology of the movie, I think it can get a little muddled, especially when you get towards the end of the movie. But um, everything that happens in this movie is always like it's kind of disturbed me in a way. Like uh, it's always given me like just you know. Uh, just on like unhappy feelings. Um, but, uh, it, but, uh, uh, but I do like it. Um, I, I do uh, mostly from the imagery and the score, that score, that score does it for me in this movie. I like the close up on the bees. <laughs> Seriously. Like, which one? Like all, all of like, them. That's all I, all I, the wall, this whole like movie should have been just like bees and then a voice <laughs> just being like, be my victim. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, I would have bought this movie a hundred percent. I like, that. I, I like the, I like the psychological aspect. Um, I, of, cause you can go into it being like, is it Candyman? Is she just insane doing all this stuff? Um, the, the, just like the gore of this movie always kind of had an effect on me when her friend just lying dead in the living room, like just like kind of bleached pale because she's oh, yeah. lost so much blood. Yeah. Like that has stuck with me. Yeah. And this forever. is like ever. And this yeah. is before this like movie. forensics, right? There was like yeah. no scientist that could be like, not at all. No hook <laughs> pierced her. The like nine, there's no right. murder, like, weapon. The murder weapon. They're just like, you're guilty. Why? Right. Cause you're in the same building. She was murdered with Trevor, a hook. Trevor walking in after that whole thing and her just on the ground, like, uh, just kind of squirming on the ground with a knife in her hand. Like it's disturbing imagery in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, and that is <laughs> yeah. You verbally hear about a little kid who gets his penis cut right. off and flushed down a toilet, right? And just that quick imagery of them like swooping through the bathroom yeah. and just the blood everywhere, just like the spatters yeah. of blood everywhere in this movie. And the idea that Oy. a child is in jeopardy throughout that, the entire... and that might be a big thing, just like him laying on the ground and it is a kid. It's always kids, right? The it baby. really is. Like, that had a big effect on me. Of course, the fact that she sees flashes of this kid in Candyman's lair the entire way kind of gives credence to the idea that this is all in her head. Because, of course, she knows he's there. She put him there. Did she? I definitely recommend this movie. Um, I Let uh, me tell you just one thing before you wrap up. Do the Cabrini Green people deliver a, an imaginary hook? To her funeral? Was that a real hook? I mean, that's a real <laughs> that fucking hook. hook. That's, yeah, it's not in her head. Candyman's a real dude. I also like He's the hook. Awesome. I like that they didn't make it like a, like a little curved Captain Hook hook. Like, it's just like a fucking oh, that's scary as fuck. angle, like... <laughs> that's scary as fuck. This, this is the scariest like pimp I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, that shit, like, and it's not nice. It's, like, jabbed into his fucking severed arm. With like, a fucking... It's got, like, two nails. Right, yeah. it's like... It's like yeah. To get into his bone. some nails in there. Yeah. Oh! Like, who... That's like, what I don't get. I like, love... who put the hook on the ghost? It's like, the, I hear in the story they cut his hand off, but who gave him the hook? I think they say in the... They say they, they jabbed a hook on him. Did they? Yeah, before he died. Why would you do that? I, like, let's give this guy a scary weapon before he dies. <laughs> that's also not explained. They're just like, why would you jab a hook on him? That's huh? weird. And weird. And pour honey on him? That's weird. Weird. But the design of a lot of stuff in this movie, uh, I really like. It's just very grimy. It's very, like, I don't know if... Like, I wasn't aware that, like, Chicago was that close to me when I was young. But older now, like, that's... Like, that whole environment is just, like... It makes me uneasy. Not for like. It's mostly the toilets. I'm gonna say that. 
<laughs> I was going to say it's the people that when you try to walk into a building like what are you doing here what you doing what are you doing here? I'd be like nothing I'm going home it's mostly the not toilets. looking for candy man I just don't want shit on me that's that's the big don't thing write shit, don't oh, write please, shit don't. on me <laughs> no but I do recommend Candyman. I think like it got a visceral reaction for me when I was very young I, it still like affects me as I'm older um, I think it's uh, I think it's definitely something you should see I definitely recommend it all right, so that's Candyman on the Saturday Night Freak Show. And next week, we're gonna it's my pick, right? Yeah, I think it yep. is. And we're going to be diving into Hope. a genre that oh, no. uh, we haven't actually explored on this uh, uh, podcast before. Tentacle porn. Gay oh, porn. fuck, we did do that. No, yeah, we did tentacle porn. Oh, There's sure. more on the way. <laughs> no, <I'm just> joking. <laughs> we're going to do the Italian giallo with oh, Dario Argento's classic Tenebrae. That's oh, next Tenebrae. week on the Saturday Night you actually have seen I have seen this one. Yeah. Okay. So we'll have lots to talk about that in the whole width and breadth of the shallow genre. Next week on the Saturday Night Free Show. Until then, the basement is going dark.